Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's good for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the Morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is Tuesday, August 28th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is Roto Experts in the Morning, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speed, the spitting statistician. I am joined by my man, the king, El Rey de Fantasia, FSWA Hall of Famer, and my man, Scotty Angle. Scotty, how you doing on a Tuesday? Shout it out loud. We are ready for fantasy football Go to the exclusive edge package on rotoexperts.com. Enter the king and check out for a special discount. You've got to get it for your draft week. New articles, including updates from inside injuries, and also uh, how the offensive line injuries in Minnesota and Dallas are going to affect their top players. Yeah, absolutely. I've been talking about it yesterday that I was concerned about these offensive line injuries in Dallas. You know, the center Frederick has this autoimmune disease, Zach Martin, Collins as well. And then when you think about in Minnesota, they've had three-fifths of their offensive line. Their center and both guards are either banged up or returning from injury. Uh, You know, we have seen, Scott, last year a bunch of teams. Cincinnati comes to mind. The Giants come to mind. The Colts come to mind. Your Seahawks come to mind as teams who had struggling offensive lines that really undermined their potential last year. We'll see if Dallas and Minnesota fit in that category. What does it mean for Ezekiel Elliott? What does it mean for Dalvin Cook and those offenses? Go on and get the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package. Enter the King at checkout. We got a good show for him today, Scotty. Okay, we're going to be breaking down the news and notes. Like you said, some updates from inside injuries. We're also going to dig into you know some of the content of the this package 
Scotty gave us his fearless predictions for the 2018 season. We'll dive into some of those, see which one Speeds agrees with, where we don't. We'll also make some fearless predictions here for the show, some of the narratives that we have been uh, talking about uh, for the last couple of weeks. And then we're going to continue our contest of the fantasy team names. we got some new submissions that we want to bounce off you guys. All right, but we start in Jacksonville. Scotty, yesterday we said we were speculating. We didn't know for sure. It is now official. Marquise. Lee is moved to the injured reserve. He's going to miss the 2018 season. Doug Marone, their head coach, says he though he is quote unquote comfortable with their options at wide receiver. We're talking about Keelan Cole, uh, DJ Chark. You got Didi Westbrook, Dante Moncrief. Don't forget about Austin Safarian Jenkins there as a pass catching tight end who they got as well. Sad to see with Marquise Lee. Uh, what do you think winds up happening here in Jacksonville? Remember, this is a team, Scotty, where a one point i think they remember they said they wanted uh blake bortles throwing zero times a game last offseason yeah i i was thinking that uh you know dante moncrief is not the one that a lot of people are talking about but he had a nice catch and run in the last exhibition game he's the guy with the most experience i think is going to step up you know you want i think you look at the veteran receiver first uh dd westbrook probably the one with the most upside keelan cole has some potential downfield as well but you have to remember you can't get too excited you know, about this receiving core because Blake Bortles is still the quarterback. This is a team still built heavily on the running game. So I'm not looking at any of these guys as, you know, more than wide receiver fours or fives. To me, Moncrief is a four. Westbrook and uh, Cole are fives. And look, you know, maybe this is a chance, like you indicated yesterday, for Des Bryant to sign with a team that went to the AFC title game last year. Yeah, listen, Dez is still out there. You know, is that is that an option? Does he want to go to Jacksonville? Does he see them as competitive? This would be an opportunity to definitely be a starting wide receiver probably with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me ask you something else about this one, Scott. I mean, we're talking about player safety all the time. We're talking about concussions all the time. We're talking about how players are not allowed to, you know, spear and lower their head. You know, a lot of defensive players have said it's pretty much impossible, you know, Scott, to tackle the way the NFL wants. You have to avoid the chest shot, avoid the head shot. This, this, this tackle on Marquise Lee that caused the injury – I fear that we're going to see more of these, Scott. When you change the strike zone for the defensive player, it seems like the NFL is telling players defensively, you have to go low here. You know, we're not going to let you go high. You got to go low. And if that's the, can't, if that's the case, we're going to see more knees get blown out here this year, Scotty. Yeah, and, and you know, I understand where Jalen Ramsey is coming from because I remember when Richard Sherman talked about the whole problems that he has to helmet to helmet and talking to former NFL players too, like Chris Dolman, hope he's doing okay, you know, after his brain surgery last year. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Chris was telling me, look, you can't, you can't stop yourself when you're launching to somebody. It's not to control yourself in midair. Right. You're not trying to, you're not trying to place a certain hit. You know, you're just trying to dislodge the ball or, or stop the play. It's, uh, look, I understand you want to get player safety and everything, but you know, it's changing, it's changing the way the game is played and guys are going to get injured. You know, it's, it's a violent game. You guys get in now, maybe guys don't get concussions, but now their knees get blown out. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, you know, you're asking people to, you know, kind of 
change their strike zone, as I call it, but the game moves so fast. How are you going to be able to tell that? And how you know, remember, you also have a world-class athlete that is trying to evade this tackle, right? So they're going to move left, right, up, down. It's very hard. If you can't hit the head, you can't hit the chest up top, you're going to wind up hitting some knees, and these knees are going to get blown out. I think, um, you know... It's not. I'm not saying it's short-sighted, Scott, but it's like it's almost. You remember those? Uh, uh, I think it was like Elmer Fudd or Yosemite Sam with Bugs Bunny. How like Elmer Fudd would put like one hole up in that dam in the cartoon, and then another leak would spring, you know, and he put up another hole and another leak would spring. They're try- the NFL is trying to cover up the leak in the dam around the head injuries, but they're going to be creating a bunch of ACL injuries this year, and ACL injuries last the entire season. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Unfortunately, I don't think Marquise Lee will be the first case of this where a defender really doesn't know how to hit anymore, doesn't know how to tackle. And we're going to see also, Scotty, in my opinion, I think we're going to see offensive numbers explode because defenders – safeties, linebackers, cornerbacks, they don't know how to tackle. So what are they going to do? They're going to risk, they're going to not want to get, you know, ejected, which you can now if you go low, and they're going to be pretty passive, I think, tackling. And then you know what's going to happen? These world-class athletes are going to break tackles and go to the house, Scott. I think we're going to see an offensive explosion this year if, in fact, defensive players (laughs) make the business decision, right, of I don't want to get ejected. So I'm going to like try to take a weird angle or just wrap up. And then these offensive players are going to break tackles, Scott. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to change the game, you know, in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a lot of injuries for certain mm-hmm. that, you know, are going to change fantasy outlooks, are going to change the way we bet, you know, on games yeah. too. Because if you lose major players, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely kind of a top-line, big-picture storyline that we are going to watch all season long here on Roto Experts in the morning. Hey, Scotty, next thing I want to say is uh, the Bills don't know who they're starting at quarterback. All right, so it seems like McDermott has not come out and said this. Listen, Josh Allen got crushed in the third preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals, was on his back a lot. We know A.J. McCarron is still coming back from this uh, collarbone shoulder issue, whatever the case may be. And uh, they're saying they're actually fine if they go ahead in the week one start uh, Nate Peterman. What do you think is going to happen here? It looked like they gave Josh Allen the chance in the dress rehearsal, and then he fell flat on his face. Most of that because of the offensive line. Are they going to leave Allen out there and get him killed? Or do they make Nate Peterman the sacrificial lamb for the first few weeks? You know, Allen had played well in the in the games leading up to the dress rehearsal. And he had faced, uh, I believe he had faced some starting defenses. It's, you know, maybe they're going to wait for the offensive line to gel and play Peterman until they feel like the blocking is the least a bit more solid. That could be one thing. Or second thing is, you know, maybe they're just going to play Allen and, uh, you know, they're not letting on because they don't want their opponent to know who's going to start. They don't want to publicly help the opponent with their prep. Yeah, that's possible. As I look at the first three games, though, for the Buffalo Bills, they are going to see some pass rushers, Scott. Okay, they start on the road in Baltimore. We know that defense and T-Sizzle. Then look at the next two games, Scotty. They play the Chargers next, Boza and Ingram. Then they play the Vikings with Griffin and Hunter. I mean, they're going to have some pass rushers coming after whoever the Bills quarterback is under center. Yeah, and those defenses are going to be great not only for seasonal but also for DFS. And, you know, when you look at a team like the Vikings against the Bills, you know, whatever the spread is, you know, give me the Vikings. (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be interesting. I think you make a good point with Josh Allen, though. And I, I guess my risk here is the psyche. I'm reminded of, oh, and I always get him confused, David Carr, the former uh, quarterback from the Texans. Remember, he got something like sacked like 55 times in his rookie year. And a lot of people say that that caused him to be like skittish for the rest of his career. And it kind of really ruined his pocket presence. I'd be worried about something like that with Josh Allen, especially him coming from, you know, a less competitive college football. I, I don't think you want to treat his confidence uh, and, and get it crushed so early. So we'll keep an eye out on that. Hey, Scotty. Um, somewhat out of left field news from your Seahawks yesterday that I would be a little bit concerned about. I want to see your level of concern. I'm talking about KJ Wright. He had a knee procedure on Monday. Scotty, the week one is only, you know, for, for, for the Seahawks, you know, a week, two weeks away. And if you get your knee, you get your knee scoped. I don't know if you're going to be ready for week one. I don't know if the Seahawks can afford yet another loss. Every time we talk about all the losses they've sustained with Michael Bennett on the front and, of course, the Legion of Boom, one of the things you always say back is that they got Bobby Wagner and they got K.J. Wright. Well, now it looks like K.J. Wright may be gone as well. Talk to me about his importance for the Seattle defense, Scotty. Well, that defense is banged up. A lot, you know, not just yeah. KJ Wright. Deion Jordan might not play in the opener. Frank Clark is banged up. Uh, you know, Delano Hill, who was going to play free safety in, in Earl Thomas's absence, he's questionable for the opener. So, you know, when I'm playing DFS, look, I don't like Case Keenum overall, but, you know, he might be a pretty good DFS play in this opener to at least give you solid stats, I think. You know, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of the Broncos offense, but you know, but you know, this this might be something to watch in week 1. And you know, on the other side, you know, Seattle going against that Denver defense, you know, I think Russell Wilson still gets his, but you know, I don't know what the spread is for the opener, but I'm probably taking the Broncos, you know, at home against against Seattle because you know, look, Bobby Wagner could still stop the run. And you know, the the middle of the defensive line is is still adequate enough, I think. And, you know, well, we got Rat Wagner there, but you know, what's gonna happen in the passing game? You know, the KJ Wright can also cover against the pass and you know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna be throwing to certain specific parts against the defense, that's gonna bode well for a guy like Emmanuel Sanders in the opener. Yep, good thing I have some shares of Emmanuel Sanders, me and Mike Blewett on our FST team that we drafted in that Carton and Friends League. Um, Scotty, I looked at the point spreads over on mybookie.ag. Remember, you can enter the promo code FNTSY for a little deposit bonus. Uh, the Broncos at home in the opener are, you know what, Scotty, there are only three-point favorites. I'm taking Denver, and I'm giving the field goal in that game as well. Denver always seems to get like back-to-back home games to start their season, and they always seem to do well at home in that spot non-conference home game given three points unfortunately scott i'm laying the three and taking the broncos right now in week one yeah i am too okay fair enough let me ask you something when i started thinking about these seahawks it made me want to update you know these holdout guys earl thomas khalil mack aaron donald we're still not hearing news on them and now they're three weeks into their holdout scott they're all 2.4 million dollars in fines all three of them are still holding out do you expect any of them to come back into camp this week maybe donald might have the greatest chance right out of him thomas and mack do you agree I don't think any of them really have a chance of coming in this week. But then again, you, you never know. I, look, I guess we're asking to make a prediction here with none of us yeah. know the answer for. Uh, you know, it'll surprise me if Mac or Thomas come in. I don't know where they're at with Donald. You know, John Gruden, is he, 
it's easy to be talking to typically Max people. Uh, the Seahawks and Thomas are not talking. I don't know where it's at with Donald. You know, the Rams defense is going to be fine. Interesting that the Rams play the Raiders in the opener. And mm-hmm. without Khalil, Khalil Mack, <laughs> DFS-wise, you know, I'm – I'm, I'm going to be liking the Rams a lot. It's like, you know, in the Carton and Friends League, we, we have Jared Goff, and we have Carson mm. Wentz playing Jared Goff in week one. And I think I might take him in DFS too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Carson Wentz still may not be there at all week one for their opener against the Atlanta Falcons. We're still waiting on words on that one. Um Scotty, Sony Michelle is back at practice for the New England Patriots. He's trending, it looks like, to be available for week one. Um, if Sony Michelle is back healthy, we've heard that Rex Burkhead's dealing with some issues in his knee. Um, are you, what are you thinking about Sony Michelle if he is, in fact, healthy? Do you think he's got a chance to really kind of maybe take more of the opportunity here? Um, is there any universe where, I mean, they drafted this kid in the first round. I, haven't, I don't remember an actual. Uh, like close to workhorse back for the Patriots since maybe Corey Dillon. Do you think uh, Sonny Michel has a chance to do that? He's back at practice. It was the injury that was the problem. We thought it might linger into weeks of the regular season, but he's back. Um, does that change your outlook on Michel? And does that change your outlook on the Pats running game overall? According to inside injuries, it still might linger. You know, this guy's been getting banged up back to college. Uh, that's why he probably lasted so late in the first round like he did. So, uh, I think he's going to be eased back into things. I'm not going to be looking to use him early in the year. And, you know, what an opener we're going to have, uh, which I think is the AFC Championship game preview. Uh, Houston at New England. And uh, Houston, New England's getting seven. You know, I might be taking Houston. That's in New England, correct? Yeah. In New England, but yeah, a lot of people think uh, Houston. Remember, they played last year, I remember, in, in, in part of Deshaun Watson's five or six games. I believe it was something like 33-31. Wasn't it like a last-second touchdown by New England that beat Houston yep. in that game? I remember they played, and it was a close game. It was definitely within seven points, I'll tell you that. So keep an eye out on that. Week one could be a playoff preview, or in the mind of Scott, even an AFC title preview. We'll be looking on at some of Scott's fearless predictions from the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package a little bit later on in the show. Remember also, if you want to join the show, you can holler at us at 844-843-6879. A little bit later on in the show, we'll also be doing some fantasy football team name submissions, okay? We're running that contest. We got three or four. I want to bounce off Scotty, see if they fit into our top five. You know, Scotty, this week we were at the GST draft and some of the fans and listeners were out there. It was like, hey, are you guys up to a top eight yet? A top 12 yet? Because they've heard so many good names. We will add to them. Uh, later on in the show. Scotty, we got more news and notes that I want to get to, but we got to pay some bills first. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I got more news and notes to bounce off you. We'll go a little bit deeper into the injuries and uh, a whole lot more fun. Roto Experts in the Morning, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY.
Luka here, Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You got the King Scott Angle, you got the spitting statistician Dane Martinez, and I got to let people know, Scotty, they need to check out Fantasy Factor. Fantasy Factor is the only exclusive single-entry DFS site. They got free roles registering all the time and great promotions for free prizes. Keep a lookout for the Fantasy Factor's free $1 million Survivor Contest opening about a week before NFL kickoff, okay? Go to FantasyFactor.com. That is FantasyFactor.com. We're going to be holding our own little Roto Experts in the Morning Survivor Contest with this King Scott Angle, you know, me, Dane Martinez, and also our, produce, our producer, Chris Bavona, down there in the fantasy pit of misery. Scott, I got to tell you guys something, though. I was just listening to those commercials. I don't know if you just heard that. Um, congrats. Shout out to uh, Sussmania. Greg Sussman got engaged recently. Big shout out to Roto Frank. Frank the Tank got engaged recently. We got, uh, they were saying at one point, everybody in the production room was engaged. I think my man, the Bavona, the manimal down there as well, engaged. But here's the thing, Scotty. You know, my lady listens to the my lady listens to the network all the time, and it's going to start to apply pressure for me. The unicorn's going to be like, "Yo, everybody's engaged. Everybody's engaged. I can't have those walls closing in like that, Scotty." Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Because look, congratulations to Greg. It's the first I heard Absolutely. of it. You know, very happy for Frank and Chris and. You know, I've I've gotten to meet your significant other, and I wouldn't yeah. blame you if uh, you know you decided to take the leap. You guys are well, you guys are a great couple. I appreciate that. We shall see. I got to try and beat her in my own pick'em pool. I haven't the last two years in a row. She did better than me, and I think that's actually a note in the positive direction. But we shall see. Let's keep it going. We were talking about Sony Michelle. He's back at practice. You know who's still not cleared to be able to catch a football? Not like he was catching many, anyways. Scott, I'm talking about Devonte Parker out there in Miami. Um, here's my question for you. Kenny Stills is the is got to be the number one wide receiver in Miami. Yet you can get him, Scotty, in like round eight of drafts. I think I got him in round eight or nine over the weekend. Um, what do you think about this? A, am I right that Kenny Stills has got to be the number one in Miami? B, is he probably the latest any number one wide receiver for a team is going these days? Maybe along with like Kelvin Benjamin or Devin Funches or you know whoever it is in Dallas. And and uh, C. Because Miami, we think, was going to be bad, we think there might be some garbage time. Talk to me about the value of Kenny Stills, even in a DFS format early on in the season. Yeah, he might be going the latest of the number ones. You know, he's going behind Benjamin and those likes because traditionally he's been inconsistent. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill might also spread the ball around. You know, he's going to throw to Danny Amendola. He's going to throw to Kenyon Drake. And, you know, Tannehill is, you know, considered and rightfully so a mediocre quarterback. And I think if this team has to play from behind, I don't I don't think they're equipped to do it. You know, he's not a good deep passer. Kenny Stills best skill set is is, you know, how he plays the deep ball, but I think there's going to be a lot of volume for Kenny Stills because I think just they have to. They can't trust Amendola to stay healthy, and Albert mm-hmm. Wilson is not somebody you can depend on. Uh, you know, looking at the Miami Dolphins, you know, they play Tennessee in the opening week. Uh, you know, Tennessee's favored by two and a half. I'm definitely taking Tennessee. That's like one of my locks. 
Yeah, I hear you. The only thing that gives me cause for pause about that is I, on opening weekend, I love home teams. You know what I'm saying? It's tough for me to bet against a home team on opening weekend. However, I will probably be on the Titans as well. To be quite honest, Scotty, the Titans for me are an option still for survivor pools. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I hate betting a, a road team in survivor, but I think the Dolphins are going to be a dumpster fire this year. However, Kenny Stills does have some opportunity. Remember, all the production counts the same. Even if it's in garbage time in fantasy football, they have at least 150 targets to, uh, you know, to try to find a new home for after Juice Landry has moved on. Hey, Scotty, there was a trade in the NFL um, yesterday. And there's, you know, there's not a lot of trades usually in the NFL. So I want to get your thoughts on this. Ryan Switzer was traded, you know, from the Cowboys to the Steelers. He's best as a return man, but it's interesting, you know, um, another option there for Big Ben and the Steelers. Do you think Switzer is going to be used in the offense? Do you think he's just a return man to kind of take the pressure off of Antonio Brown or Juju? How do you think he potentially fits in this offense? Is is this um a kind of um a bump down for a guy like the rookie James Washington, who a couple people were hoping uh, could flash in his rookie year as the number three. What do you make of this move? Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. He's, he's, he's irrelevant. Okay. Fantasy what about wise, just as total, a return man? Totally, totally irrelevant. As, a, as okay. a return man, you know, maybe helps the defense special teams of okay. the Steelers a little bit, you know, but fantasy wise, I think it's irrelevant. You know, Switzer's been known as like a good locker room kind of guy, though. You know, that's the the kind of guy that you don't see. You see and you wonder why he's in the league. And, you know, it's because he's a good teammate. Little glue guy. Little glue guy. All right, last piece of news that I want to talk about real quick, Scotty, before we go into the inside injuries news with, uh, you know, kind of up injury updates. Um, you know, we've been talking all off season about when will Odell get his money and how much money will it be? Remember, he's been angling to surpass the overall a- a- average value per year uh, at the wide receiver market and to have more guaranteed money than any wide receiver. I believe it was Mike Evans who had that in his deal recently and the Giants and Odell Beckham did agree and both of those are the case. Odell Beckham signs a five-year $95 million uh, extension and Scotty, $65 million of it guaranteed. A lot of these things, Scott, are just like the timing of it all. You know, like when your contract is up, when you're the next guy, and when you get to reset the market. We've seen this in, uh, in the quarterback market with people like Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. We expect Aaron Rodgers to do it as well. Um, I think this is right, though. Odell Beckham, one of the generational talents at wide receiver. I don't have any issues with this, and now he can just get to playing, right? What do you think? I think nobody can get in the head of Odell Beckham for sure and know what's going to happen because <laughs> there's two ways when you can go when you get a big when a guy gets a big contract you you can either say okay I have a clear head now and I can just worry about football but then there's others like oh you know I got my money now you know I, right. can I coast and you can only guess but you know you've you've seen Odell in the past and you know what he what he can do that's why he's earned the money so look. Right now, I have him as my eighth overall ranked player, and, you know, that's not going to change. Fair enough. And here's the one thing I would say. I understand what you're saying sometimes, Scotty, uh, where people, like, get their money. But Odell also has the unique opportunity to be such a, you know, he's a spokesman. You know, he's a pitchman for a lot of different companies. I think – 
on some level, that creates not more pressure, but he's got to you know maintain that level of production and notoriety if people like Nike still want him as their front man as well, you know. And to be quite honest, even though he's getting tw- uh, ninety five million over the next five, he's still getting more money every year from his shoe deal than he is from the New York Football Giants. So he's got to still be able to be out there in front. And if he starts to defecate the mattress, that'll go away fairly quickly. Let's keep it moving here, Scotty. Though remember, if people want the the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. They can go on over and enter the promo code the King at checkout. All the great content you need to win your leagues and win that cash. We also have, always partner with InsideInjuries.com. We're going to hope to have our guy Dr. A on the show once we hit the football season, regular season, in fact. But in the latest... Latest uh, insight from Inside Injuries, there's a couple of guys here. We know about Marquise Lee. We know about Evan Ingram. We know about Hayden Hurst that got banged up over the last couple of weeks. But here's one that I think is interesting. Tyrod Taylor, Scotty, you know, he had that – it looked like a wrist thing. It was that ugly fall that he had. It looks like he's dislocated his pinky. We've already gotten word that Baker Mayfield is going to play a lot in that fourth preseason game, which, if there's any indication as anything, it means Tarod is the uh, starter there in Cleveland. How do you think he's going to be, even with that dislocated pinky? It is on his non-throwing hand. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really a concern. You know, when you see that the rookie is going to play in the final preseason game a lot, it, it, you know, Taylor, Taylor's fine. There's nothing I'm worried about here. He was actually able to come back in the game. Right. Are you worried about um, Baker playing a long part of the you know, majority of this fourth preseason game with uh, you know, second and third stringers exposing him to potential injury? I don't think you can worry about that. You know, it's, injuries can happen anytime. In the NFL, you know, you're not going to put him in mothballs. You want to get him to get the reps if, you know, he's not going to start. All right, fair enough. Another guy that is definitely on fantasy rosters. Some people are uh, expecting this guy to be there, RB2. Um, we know about Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, but listen, Scotty, Jay Ajayi has been out for the last week uh, with what they are calling a lower body injury. This, uh, this piques my interest because, as you know, Ajayi has a long history of knee concerns. He's got that bone-on-bone situation. The Eagles also have the early Thursday night opener next week. Um, um, you know, is there a chance that Jay Ajayi is not there week one for the Eagles? I, uh, you know, I, you're asking me something we don't have an answer for, really. It, you know, but it's, and sometimes users and listeners will say, you, you think he's going to play week one or not? You know, we okay. don't have an what answer for right What is your level of concern? What is your level of concern? It's significant. It's significant. You know, I have Jay in the, in the GST league, you know, and I might have to start to recall it. Instead, you know, which I'm, which I'm okay with. You know, the level of concern is significant. He inside, inside injuries has him as a high injury risk, I believe. Uh, going into week one, we don't know. We really don't know. He's only got about a week to heal. Nobody can tell how anybody's body is going to heal, and they're not even sure exactly what the injury is. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know if he's going to be ready week one. Yeah, if you have a jaw, you're going to have to make plans, uh, maybe to use somebody else at this point and be ready for that. 
All right, another guy who definitely people are going to be relying on, you know, as a maybe a back-end wide receiver one, a, front, a very high-end wide receiver two. Guy took a big shot on Friday's game. I'm talking about Mike Stairway to Evans from Tampa Bay. They're talking about it's probably a back injury. He's mispracticed Sunday. Um, you know, he was back out there yesterday. But, you know, it's, it's just the thing for me, Scotty, where at this point of the season, we talked about it last month, we want everybody to be in the best shape of their lives, right? We don't want you already being banged up because, listen, between now and the new year, there's really no opportunity for you to get healthier than you will be. So any kind of injury at this point is an issue. Um, we are already were off Tampa Bay for a lot of other reasons. Does this give you any cause for concern with Mike Evans, a back? That could linger as well, Scotty. Well, again, you know, it's like I'm no doctor, so, you know, I yeah. – I I defer to what what inside injuries is going to say over there, uh, you know. I think there's a very minor level of concern, but you know they're saying it doesn't appear to be anything serious, so I'm not worried about it. All right, the last one I want to bounce off you, Scotty, real quick. Listen, for the last two years. The biggest injury in the NFL was Andrew Amapola-Lang to get lucky, right? The shoulder seems that he's finally back from the shoulder. Remember in week two, he wasn't throwing the ball downfield more than 20 yards. Last week, he threw the ball a little bit more. We were excited about that, but it looks like he sustained a different injury to his foot. This one is said to be minor, but you don't want him piling up on Andrew Luck this early on in the season, right, Scotty? No, but it's not related to the shoulder, which is, which is good. So uh, he's probably going to start week one. All right. So we think we're okay with Andrew Luck. Scotty, you got to let people know. Uh, check on check on out. Uh, go on over to BetDSI. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service. And here's what you really need. Fast, easy payouts of your winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, and you can make your play anytime during the game. BetDSI runs sign-up and deposit promotions year-round. For a limited time, use the promo code FNTSY. BetDSI is offering up to a $2,500 bonus on your first deposit. So use the promo code FNTSY and Try BetDSI.com. Head on over and start winning today. All right, Scotty. Um, the, other, the last injury I want to mention real quick. You know, we talk about this Houston Texans and how high you are on them maybe at the uh, beginning of the season. They got that big-time matchup with New England to start the season. Everybody is so focused on the potential of DeAndre Hopkins with Deshaun Watson for a full season. You know, some people thinking he could push for, you know, 16, 17 touchdowns potentially. Don't forget about Will Fuller on the opposite side. Will Fuller had, you know, multiple touchdowns in multiple games with Deshaun Watson, but he's a little a bit banged up as well, Scotty. Looks like Will Fuller, you know, may have a um, what is it with Fuller a hamstring, and that's something yeah. that should that's something that's big, especially for a speed guy like Will Fuller. Yeah, he also had multiple injuries last year, and in 2016, yeah, he, he battled the hamstring as well. Uh, the Texans are saying he's going to be ready for Week One, but if you go to that Inside Injuries uh, Roundup right now on RotoExperts.com. They say, like, look, he's, he might be ready for week one, but ideally he really needs two to four weeks to heal. So uh, you, you, I don't think you can count on Will Fuller, you know, for the season opener. Yeah, and here's the thing with a lot of these guys, whether it's Will Fuller or, in my opinion, most notably Carson Wentz as well. These guys, they don't want to mortgage the entire season for week one. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to because everyone's so excited about week one and all that, but you don't want to, you know, put someone at a greater risk down the road. You know, it's not as much of a marathon, say, as the baseball season, but you don't want to mortgage the future just for the excitement of week one. I'm reminded, Scott, remember a few years ago, I think it was Adidas, had a huge campaign with RG3, you know, after he tore his ACL, like back for week one, and they rushed him back. You know what I mean? And, and, and we see what happens with RG3 and his injury history. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case with these guys, but I would say this with Carson Wentz, the Eagles expect him to be the face of their franchise for the next 10 to 12 years. You know what I mean? They're not going to rush him back for week one against Atlanta if he's not ready. Nick Foles, if Nick Foles is there week one, if Nick Foles is there all of September, I think Philadelphia Eagles fans need to be patient and okay with that and play the long game with someone as important as Carson Wentz. Yeah, you know, I drafted Wentz uh, in, in the Carton Friends League, and you know, I just got Jared Goff as the backup. Again, you can, you look at things in the short term, and maybe you missed out somebody that really helps you out later in the season. Yeah, so I think that is the thing you got to think about, okay? Everyone, whether it relates to these injury histories, whether it relates to the suspensions, we talk about the, you know, the utility and where you can still get guys like Julian Edelman or Mark Ingram or Aaron Jones that we talk about, right? We talk about guys coming back from injury. I was sitting next to, uh, you know, the closer, Chris Ventra at our Carton and Friends draft, right? And he already had... Um, Tom Brady as his quarterback. And in the very last pick, he was looking for like some kind of backup for him just for the one week. You know, you're only starting a quarterback then one week when Tom Brady's out. And he was looking at guys, guys he didn't really like. And I pointed to somebody. I was like, hey, how do you feel about this guy? And it was the guy he ultimately took. It was Jameis Winston. He was like, oh, by the time I need him for that one bye week, Jameis will be in garbage time slinging the ball all over the place, you know? So don't forget about the, those kind of guys and the opportunity that some of them might represent, especially guys later in the season, guys like Sony Michelle. Guys like Rashad Penny, guys like maybe what even Ronald Jones value they represent as they ascend maybe later on in the season. Scotty, when we come back here on Roto Experts in the Morning, we're going to dig into some of your fearless predictions for the 2018 season. We have also differed on some of them, so we're going to pin us down on our own predictions in the middle of this as well. We got some team names to let the people know about, see if it gets into our top, oh, I don't know, six, seven, or eight as well. It is the king. Scott Engel. You got the spitting statistician Dane Martinez. This is Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire Daily Fantasy Sports Realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Sing it, Scotty. Jimmy, hey. My name's Jimmy. What's happening? That's what's up. Can you hear Jimmy or do you just listen to Jimmy? Depends if you remember about white men can't jump. You know about I the remember that. question. Can you actually hear Jimmy? Scott and I can hear Jimmy. Scott and I can read the tea leaves. That's why we are the experts of Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you want to join the show, 
The number to call is 844-843-6879. You could also join the show by giving us some of your fantasy football team names. Um, you know, we're doing a little contest out here. Scotty, we've been telling people about the Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. You can enter the promo code winner, the King El Rey. You can enter the promo code SPEEDS at checkout as well. But one of the things you're going to get there is your fearless predictions, right? And, and you say it all the time. Listen, sometimes, Scott, you may be wrong. Right. And if so, you'll admit it. But, you know, you got to be out there on on a limb sometimes. Right. Because that's where you're going to win your leagues and win that cash. If you just straight up go by the rankings or just straight up go chalk, something bad is going to happen. The way I kind of the analogy I make, Scotty, is when you're in a big March Madness tournament. You have to pick some 12 and 13 seeds, right? You know, you can't just go the chalk. You're not going to win. You have to zig when other people zag at some point. And I think that's what this kind of bold and confident predictions article is really about, right, Scotty? You got to give people some, some, some ideas of where they can zig where others zag that might help them because just being chalk is not going to be fun or exciting or lucrative for you in a fantasy football season, right, Scotty? Exactly. You put it perfectly. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So let's bounce around here and see some of the guys that you like or don't like and that are bold predictions here. Some of the people, some are people we've talked about, you know, because like in Miami, you've talked about Kenny Stills will catch 70 passes for the first time in his career, that Kenyon Drake will challenge the Dolphins' lead in receptions, and, for example, that the Dolphins will be one of the worst teams in the league, only winning three games. We talked about that one a little bit. Here's what I want to ask you about. Um, San Francisco. You say here, Jarek McKinnon will miss at least four games and will not be a top 15 running back. There's been a lot of hype on Jarek McKinnon because of that buzz that he'll be the Devontae Freeman role in that Shanahan offense. We've already seen some of that injury concern. Um, When you say Jarek McKinnon will not finish as a top 15 running back, here's my question for you. What does that mean for the value of Matt Breida? It means Matt Breida is going to be in the mix. You know, if he can stay healthy, he's... He's got a shoulder injury, but I see this team throwing the ball a lot. You know, right right now you look at Jared McKinnon, five nine, two oh five. Uh, you're not, not not built as compactly either as, as Devonta Freeman, who's already starting to see the wear of a few years of a heavy workload. Yep. Uh, you know, I just don't think Jarek McKinnon is ticketed for that. I think too many people assumed that he was going to be the starter that just take his numbers and increase them. You know, I don't right. believe in that. I don't. I don't think Jarek McKinnon. I think Jarek McKinnon is more of a timeshare back than he is a feature back. Yeah, I agree with you. And the analogy I make, tell me if you think this holds water. <clears throat> I compare this to the situation of Lamar Miller, who, you know, was kind of uh, in a not a limited role, but, you know, he wasn't that workhorse in Miami. Then he signs the contract, goes to Houston, and it's expected to be some kind of three down or workhorse back and has never really lived up to that potential and the increased opportunity. Can you see a similar path for Jarek McKinnon? Uh. Well, you know, Lamar Miller's still in line to, like, be a featured back. It's, it's, to me, it's more about Lamar Miller has just been, he's just been a disappointment, even though he's continued to get the volume. I, I, don't, I don't know if, but he's been able to stay mostly healthy. I don't know if McKinnon can stay healthy. And McKinnon's okay. more versatile. They're two different types of running backs. I see okay. where you're going with it, but from a scouting perspective, they're two different types of running backs, and Miller still has the opportunity to be the lead running back this year. 
All right, fair enough. We shall see. I'm just talking about a guy who, like, with that kind of increased opportunity, yeah, I see what you're going with will that, he though. be able to, you know, lead there? Another yeah. guy that I'm interested in is a shot of Jameson, Scotty. A shot of J-Mo Crowder. You think he has a chance in PPR settings to be a borderline wide receiver, too, as Alex Smith's favorite target there in Washington. Um, he's had a great offseason. A lot of people say that he's in line, but then he it looks like he's got a groin injury that he's struggling with already, um, that he didn't play in the last game of preseason for the Washington football team. Talk to me about why you think Jameson Crowder can have a bounce or can have a breakout season, but then are you concerned about any of the uh, injury bug that we're hearing about with Jameson Crowder? I think it's a groin that he's worried about right now. This is another This is another issue of where an injury is short-term in the preseason and people bump mm-hmm. him down the board and forget about guy and he creates a value. He is their best receiver, period. And Alex Smith is going to find that out quickly. Yeah, I agree with you. And also, if you think about it, both Dotson and Richardson, their other wide receivers, are more kind of down-the-field bigger guys, right? Jameson Crowder should be able to patrol in the slot and have that middle of the field along with Jordan Reed uh, kind of to be productive there for Alex Smith. Your prediction here makes me smile. Uh, Scotty, because in my big home dynasty league, I have yeah. Jameson Crowder ticketed to be my wide receiver three behind DeAndre Hopkins and behind Stefan Diggs already. Um, talk to yeah, me about Paul, Theo Paul Richardson. Oh, go ahead. Paul Richard, Paul Richardson is not a big guy. He's six foot, but he only weighs 170. Deep balls, though, he, was right? con- he was constantly getting hurt in Seattle. Yep. Uh, so talk to me about this Detroit passing game. It seems like, <clears throat> Scotty, you are down a little bit on Theo Riddick, maybe because of the potential of, say, Kerryon Johnson in the passing game, and because there's other people we expect that you are predicting will kind of have a breakout in Detroit. You know I got you know, to work our guy into the show. It might be, it would be so nice, Kenny Galladay. You think uh, Galladay will catch eight touchdown passes and Theo Riddick will We'll see his share of opportunity decrease in Detroit. Yeah, Theo Riddick to me is now going to be an afterthought. You know, they have LeGarrette Blunt at the goal line. They want to get more physical. They drafted Karrion Johnson, and their receiving crew is uh, you go going three deep now. So Theo Riddick's no longer be needed as much as, as he was in the passing game, I think. You know, because they did have a running game. They had to use him as an extension of the passing game. And his numbers have been declining the last few years. Uh, you know, I have no interest in having Theo Riddick in any of my rosters. Yeah, I remember he's been struggling with wrist issues the last couple of uh, last couple of years, he gets, and he gets banged up too. It's a good point. Yeah, he gets banged up, and here's the thing. They went out and drafted Kerryon Johnson. By all accounts, they like him. LeGarrette Blunt will be on the field as well. They've been showcasing Amir Abdullah, in my opinion, as well. But that is a very – currently, that is a very crowded backfield in Detroit. I want to ask you – Scotty, about the Tennessee Titans real quick. You have, as a bold prediction, Marcus Mariota will be close to a QB1. So, you know, I'm only going to guess that that's like, what, I don't know, quarterback 14, 15, 16, something like that. But I'm more interested in Yeah, like in, in the 13, other... 14 range, yeah. Fair enough. But then the, the, the other one that you have here for the Titans, I'm intrigued by because I have shares of this guy. You say in PPR formats, Dion Lewis will be a top 20 back, uh, an RB2. I know the injury history is a concern for some people. If you are in a PPR setting, if you're in a draft, and Dion Lewis and Derrick Henry are on the board, are you taking Lewis over Henry? Yeah, I am. Uh, I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. Uh, sometimes he might even get a few goal line carries himself. Re- last year he was able to stay healthy. He's going to be a big part of that offense, I think. 
Yep, and remember, okay, new head coach, I believe Mike Vrabel, knows about Deion Lewis from their time in New England. He went out and they signed him in the offseason, okay? They spent money on this guy. You always say, follow the money. You're not spending money on people unless you have, um, you know, kind of plans to use them in a featured way. I say the same thing about Trey Burton up there in Chicago. Scotty, this is music to my ears as well in the Greenwich Street Tavern League. Deion Lewis is my third running back, so I'm very happy that you think he can be inside the top 20 as well. Let me ask you something else here. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Tampa real quick. You have some predictions around Tampa. Peyton Barber, you think, will hold this starting running back job for the first half of the season and more, but interestingly enough, similar to our our guy Galladay, you also expect a breakout from Chris Godwin that he's going to go over 70 for 900. Is Godwin going to surpass Deshaun Jackson, all these tight ends? Is Godwin the clear number two in Tampa in your eyes? I think it becomes Godwin number two and maybe O.J. Howard number three. It's just like Deshaun Jackson has been way overrated for a long time. Godwin's on the calm. You know, they're going to look to him a lot in the red zone, I think. You know, big, fast target. Uh, you know, I like Godwin a lot, his breakout, maybe even become a wide receiver three. Deshaun Jackson, I think people are going to be cutting him in fantasy football. Yeah, I agree. I think Godwin is the guy over there. Last one I want to ask you about because he is, as I've talked about, in my home Dynasty League keeper. I am keeping this guy, and I hope he rides me to the promised land. And I am going to ride the roller coaster that is Patty. That's my homes, yo. You're saying he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. Oh, excuse me. No, you're saying that he's going to have games where he throws for 350 and three, but he'll also have a four interception game. You know, you talk about this fantasy roller coaster. Would you like having him in best ball, Scotty? Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. All right. But he's going to be why. totally unpredictable you, because he's going to have, like, some big, big games. You know, there's good, right. he's going to be boom or bust. You know, that's, that's what he's going to be. But you want him for the overall boom in best ball. It's just, uh, you know, he's going to be very erratic when it comes, it comes to seasonal. I could see where, like, oh, he's playing the Raiders this week. I, lo- I love it. You know, mm-hmm. and then he throws three interceptions against the Raiders. It is possible, you know. I'd be intrigued if in the best ball format to wait, wait, wait and grab yourself a guy like Patty Mahomes along with, say, a guy like Big Ben with his road home, home road splits are going to be crazy. You know you get the home eight home games for the Steelers where Ben it looks like he's sitting pretty and then you also have the potential of these pop-off games with Patty Mahomes if you want to ride the upside in a best ball league. And then your last things here, Scotty, it looks like you have, uh, you know, the Super Bowl you have is the Houston Texans and the Minnesota Vikings, and you are all in on Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and the Houston Texans as your Super Bowl champion, huh? Yep. Uh, look, there's problems in the secondary, but you know we saw in last year's Super Bowl that you know, usually you say defense wins championships, but you know it didn't last year, and I th- I do think they have a great front seven uh, that Deshaun Watson is ready for a big year. Uh, eventually Dante Foreman's going to take over that running back job second mm-hmm. half of the season when he comes back could be dynamic it's just it, you know it's it's a bold prediction because they need guys certain guys like Clowney and Watt to stay healthy if everybody can stay healthy that team's going to be very very dangerous yeah absolutely i guess the one 
um, concern I would have with both your AFC and your NFC champion, Scotty, and it's what we talked about at the top of the show. It's offensive line play um, for Minnesota and for Houston. I think they are both stacked. I like those teams. I have both of those teams in the playoffs as well, but my only concern there would be the offensive line. Scotty, we've talked about the AFC South a bunch. You know, I know you like Jacksonville. I know you like Houston. You know, I talked about Indianapolis. I'm sort of on Tennessee as well. Um, is Scotty... How many wins do you think uh, Jacksonville and Houston get this season in the regular season? I'll say Jacksonville gets 12 and Houston gets 11. So that's 33 combined, right? What do you think yeah. about the Colts? What do you think about the uh, 23, excuse me? What do you think about the Colts and the Titans? I say the Titans get 8 and the Colts get okay. 7. All right, so 8 and 7 is 15. And your guys were 33 you're combining. I want to make a bet. I want to make a gentleman's bet with you as our bold prediction here. Uh, you have your guys in the South as 33 wins, my guys as 15 wins. If I just wanted to put straight up the win total of the Titans and the Colts up against the Jaguars and the Texans combined, how many wins would you give me as a point spread? What, like yours are uh, – Like I would take the win total yeah. of the Titans and the Colts. You yes. would take the win total of the Jags and the Texans, but you'd have to give me some wins here. You're thinking it's 33 to 15. That would be a gap of 18. I don't need that many. But how many would yeah. you give me? Would you give me 10 wins? Would you give me 10 as a, as yeah. a point spread? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, so that's going to be my fearless prediction. I will take Colts and, Tex and, Colts and Titans wins this season combined plus 10 against your Jags and Texans. Cool? Yeah. All right, I, sounds I, good. I think the one thing is going to be the difference is our opinions on the Colts. To me, I know. they you have no, run, no running game, and, run, no running game, and no defense. I, you know, yeah, they have Andrew Luck, but they have no sure. running game and they have no defense. All right, so we shall see. I got a ten-game cushion. I just think, Scotty, that this division is going to be a lot tighter. You know, I think this could be something where they're all between like, you know, they're all six, seven, eight, nine wins. And so then we're not going to get a 10 game difference. But that's what we, we shall see. It is a bold prediction. Scotty, we got some new uh, team names as well. All right. Uh, we talk about how Carson Wentz may not be under center for the uh, season opener against Atlanta. What do you think about Mark Bishop? He's saying, if you remember the good old TLC song that was a big hit smash, he's saying, don't go chasing waterfalls. For Nick Foles, what do you think? Uh, it's like a lot of people are trying to do this, you know, this musical thing. And right. Sometimes it hits and sometimes it misses. Carry on my wayward son was magnificent, but, you know, look, you're going to throw a lot against the wall and some are not going to see what sticks. They're going to slide. They're going to slide down and fall to the floor. And that one just did. This one is not sticking. The King does not like Mark no. Bishop's latest submission. All right, what about this? This is also a song-related one, but I think it's more your genre. A lot of people like the Washington running back that's going to be on IR. What do you think about uh, Take Me Down to the Paradise City? Nah, trying Paradise hard, City. Yeah. No. Trying no. too hard? All right, what about uh, we got a, uh, I believe, Tennessee wide receiver. What about a Tajay Sharp-dressed man? That's not bad. A little ZZ top make your there. Top, that's, that's pretty good, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't make my top seven. I do like it. And that's a great song. Last one by Carl Anderson submitted today. What about Give Me All Your Cousins? Nah. Nah. It's, all right, uh, so to it also recap. Sounds, it also sounds dangerous down south. I hear you. I hear you. We don't yeah. want to uh, get into that. Um, I digress. You know, no, Scotty, okay. that, uh, do you know, Scotty, the – uh, 
The country of Iceland is actually has a program where uh, they want American men to go over there and help to diversify the gene pool because it's such a small island and they have so much of that. Give me all your cousins that they actually are trying to import men to uh, help the population out there. You want to go over to Iceland? Why not? Why not? Let's take a trip. <laughs> all right. We'll take a trip. Sounds good. But, you know, I don't think that's going to help me with the unicorn and the uh, path to uh, getting engaged. But we shall yeah, see. Me, right me, now, me Scotty. Me neither. It's like yeah. we'll have a lot of fantasy football experts from Iceland, you know, in about there 10, you 15, go. 20 years. So fair enough. But carry on my wayward son. Turn your head and goff. Joe Buck yourself. She's stealing on my Ditka. Jimmy G-Spot. Osaquan you see. Hene Alavatka. Lights Kamara action. Continue to be the top choices for the King Scott Angle. If you want to kind of crack his top uh, fantasy names, that's what you got to be. Give us a try. We'll see if we can do it tomorrow. Scotty, we got a big another fantasy day in front of us. We'll see uh, news and notes. We'll be here to cover it all tomorrow on Roto Experts in the Morning. It is the King Scott Angle, spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. I stick around, get joined by Mike Blue at Fantasy Sports Today is up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day, Scott.